Hey, friends, we are back for season four of the podcast. We are back. That's right. Back in your ears, back in your lives, back on your Bluetooth speakers, or however on earth you listen to us. Yeah, no, I imagine, don't you imagine people are walking and running and like doing their dishes, right? Cooking dinner. I listen to podcasts walking my dog all the time, walking, driving places. I hope that's what's happening. That's right. Anyway, it's lovely to be back with you. Thanks for having us in your life. I know. I am excited to be back. I am totally excited to be back and excited to tell you about season four, which is going to be different. I feel like, you know, we kind of reinvent every season. Yes, we do. So we should let people know what they're in for. Definitely. I mean, it is jam-packed with deliciousness. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's like, it's like when you go into the baker and then you pick out a delicious cake and then you realize it's got the most amazing filling. When you bite into it, you're like, oh my goodness. <laughs> and then, yeah, that's what season four is like. It's like going to a baker and like buying something that looks delicious. But when you bite in, you're like, oh my goodness. You know, because things can look good sometimes mm -hmm. and then you can be disappointed by the taste. But I think this one is going to, this one looks good. And when you bite in, it's going to be like. Do you know what? I mean, I don't, I think you're right. I don't want to toot our own bakery skills, but I do feel like the interviews we are doing this season have been amazing so far. The folks we're talking to are amazing. So we're going to have in, and Tim, you can add, add here, we're going to have Adam Kahane talking about his new book facilitating breakthrough. We have Meg Wheatley talking about her new work, which is called A Song Line. We have Dr. Rob, oh, Arwana Hayashi is here. She also has a book, right? So we have all of these kind of elders and mentors in the field in to talk with us, Toka Muller, in to talk with us about what they're up to and what has them excited at this point. Yeah. What I've loved about it is like many of these people were formative for me and for us in earlier parts of our career and we're bringing them back in now and kind of and it's amazing because we're not only getting to rest on our relationship with them from part from the past but we're also getting to discover where they're at right now yes and i love that yeah because like meg's in a really different place than she was when she picked me up when i was 24 years old and took me under her wing same with tolka you know same with adam when we first engaged with him through the alia institute and when he came to that art of hosting in boulder colorado which you'll hear some total interesting stories about on the pod but you won't hear all the stories because some of the stories i've been told i can't tell publicly no exactly tim ixnay on the stories <laughs> yes ixnay on the stories so you're going to get the permissible stories. So I just think it's, I, I just think those ones, particularly the ones with the elders and the mentors of ours are exciting because they rest on this really lovely relationship we have with them, but they also bring it right the way up. And you, and like, you can feel the getting up to speed with each other happening live. Mm -hmm. and I, I, I think that's great. And these are people on the cutting edge of their practice, you know, who have been in the world of, of seeking to get really significant change done their whole lives. And they're reflecting on that journey and they're sharing really the latest that they got to share, which is, I think it's brilliant. Yeah. I just, and also so enjoyable. Like that's how I also felt like number, I had, I had like three reactions. One is like how much they've influenced the field and the practice when every one of them talks, how their leading edge thinking I think is going to continue to push the field and practice, but then also just like how great it was to be on with them. And hear about how they're doing. And and we've also, so those are kind of some of our elders and mentors, but we also got kind of our peers, some clients who are in senior leadership positions, right? Who are doing this work 
in the field right now in their organizations trying to make change to give kind of that perspective. What does it look like to make change inside of an organization? And so we wanted to ground all of it with some really practical examples of, you know, Carolyn Townsend. Townsend. Thank you. I was going to call her Thompson Townsend. Caroline, and then I get confused, right? Carolyn and Caroline Blackwell. <laughs> National Association of Independent Schools. We've got some folks who are in the field doing the work right now coming to talk with us. So that will be great as well. Which is really, really wonderful. And these are, these are folks who are involved in large-scale change initiatives, either within the kind of confines of a system or they're, or they're right out front trying to build the new in the context of Carolyn Townsend and her work around sport and particularly around hockey in Canada. It's a big thing in Canada, apparently. Hockey? I, I, don't, I, don't, know. I don't know. Canada? Where, where's Canada? I don't, I, sorry, what? Canada, where's Canada? Yeah. I, I feel insulted that you said that because I'm actually Canadian. I said it to insult you, so. Good. Right, well. It worked. It worked. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to make some like joke about, you know, my prejudice towards soccer as opposed to hockey, but you took it to a whole other national (laughs) level. You did. You just, you just made that like an international, like, you know, baying of the hounds after the fox. I mean, like, (laughs) that was, talk about incendiary, inflammatory, uh, you know, it's like, isn't it, isn't there that thing in, um, in deep democracy, you know, where if there's a conflict, you turn up the volume on it. Yeah, that's right. Right, so that people can see it and pull it apart. I'm just saying maybe. Well, here's what I want to say. I've always learned that a best defense is a good offense. And I am in the United States. There's not a whole lot to defend here. So you got to go on the offense. Oh, bless. <laughs> you oh, gotta come do on, it. man. Come on, man. <laughs> Speaking of U.S., of course, I thought covid you know, like that's what's happening. And you all would have already heard a little bit from Dr. Wrong, Rob Strang, who's working with COVID in Nova Scotia. Lovely human. Yeah. What a lovely human. I'm so, if you haven't, if you didn't hear the preseason kind of launch, we did like, a, we did like a preseason taster with Rob Strang because it felt so topical and he felt so brilliant. And we just wanted to share it in the lead up to Christmas. So if you haven't had a listen to that, go check it out because he's a remarkable human. And yeah, I Yes, go listen. Yeah. And we're going to talk to some other public health folks, right? Yes, we are. This is systems change at an unprecedented, unlooked for, unnavigable level COVID, right? So we're going to talk to a couple of different folks in public health um, about what they're seeing. Some in Canada, that country, and some in the US, right? We're just going to talk about what is it like to lead in these times, because these folks are at the kind of front lines of, of leading change in an unprecedented time. And so we've got some folks coming in around that as well. Right. And, and it's exciting because they bring different angles. So Gaynor Watson-Creed, who's coming in, worked as a deputy medical officer of health, but is now seated in an academic institution, right, with a particular focus around equity. So, of course, the lens to equity is being, we're not just looking at like systems change at scale, we're looking at systems change at scale through a lens of equity and power distribution and wealth and all of that. And and then, of course, with, uh, with Minnesota, the folks in Minnesota who are going through an incredible process of health transformation there. That is also the region within, within which George Floyd was murdered. So it is at the 
epicenter of the conversations around race in the United States, you know, and all the political and community ramifications of those conversations. So, you know, these are these are these are two conversations that, of course, are right in the heart of COVID and public health and how we cope with the demands of a pandemic and how that forces us to change. But they are also dialogues that are rooted in questions around equity within our communities. That's right. And so you can tell we're very excited about the interviews we have coming up. We think you're going to love them. We loved them. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, listener, you're also like, but when are Tuesday and Tim going to just chat and ramble? And how's that going to happen? Still going to happen? Still going to be available to you? <laughs> and if you don't like those ones, you can just skip those episodes and go back to the interviews. Absolutely. I mean, we wouldn't recommend it because, you know, we're funny sometimes. Usually have something interesting to say, I hope. I think so. But that's also going to happen. So we're going to have interviews this season. We're going to have, you know, kind of the normal ramblings with Tim and I, which, you know, I know no one likes the word ramblings. I kind of like it a little bit. I feel like we do ramble, but I hope it's taking people on a journey with us. I hope it's not aimless. I hope it's like letting you know where we are and how it's going. And- right. And, and, and I think what's going to get integrated into that is like we're involved in some incredible work this year that I think will be integrated into that in the US, Canada and Europe. And then also, uh, you know, Tuesday and I have made a really solid decision over the next year and beyond to carve out some space in our professional lives for some development of the things that we care most about. And I can't imagine that isn't going to be integrated in. So Tuesday's beginning to start putting together book proposals and really focusing on writing as a piece of what we offer out of the outside and the thought leadership. And I'm diving into doing some of my own research and development and might be taking a master's or partnering with a research faculty to really look into how we work with those who are in power, who come from positions of wealth and privilege, and how do we integrate an analysis of that into how we work with large-scale change. So I think you're going to get some of are evolving discoveries as practitioners who are committed to not just delivering the work now, but really developing our understanding of it and finding the words for it. Okay. This is exactly what people are going to get. I just need to say it. I'm laughing over here because of course, Tim, this is the difference between Tim and I. I never would have said in a million years what you and I are like just starting to brew up as like the next steps for us. And Tim's like, let's tell people. And I'm like, okay, yeah, okay, got it. I'm there. So this is exactly it. This is it. This is what you're going to hear, where Tim and I are totally in the same. This happened the other day. We we were on a call the other day and I I said something and I got this back down from Tuesday, which was like, I'm not sure I would have shared that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure I would have shared that. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. It's totally, it's, you know what? I think anyone who knows us, this would not be a surprising thing. I don't think this would surprise anybody. So you're still going to get all of this, right? All of this, all of Tim's like, let's put it out there. And all of my, oh, it's like that picture we used for the longest time, right? Maybe we'll share that on social media. Wait, wait, wait. What? You have to, you can't just say that. I'm not just. We're on a, like a listening pod. You have to. You have to talk about it. Now. Well, it's, yeah. So it's a picture, right? So the picture is of Tim and I on stage, actually in Minnesota. Yes, that's true. We're talking at I think a health conference. Look, I need you all to know that I adore Tim Mary. So I, when I say these things, I'm saying this with full adoration. Like we have been friends for what? How long now? Since 2006. 15 years. You're one of my favorite people on the planet. 
And you all who know Tim, like he's up on the stage with his arms kind of out and raised and like just so happy. He has just made a pronouncement, right? And I am over to the side with my hand on my hip, looking at him so skeptically. Like, I I don't like, what? <laughs> I feel like the picture is a little embarrassing to me. Like, but I, I also love it because it feels like it captures us. And also here's what happens. Listener, Tim says these things. I look skeptical. Tim explains to me how they're going to happen. I get excited. It's all a whole thing. We do it over and over. It's just part of the... Well, not only that, like, I really trust your skepticism. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. And I really trust the questions you ask. And it, it is consistently true that the questions you ask take me deeper and drive me to a more coherent and rigorous understanding of the challenges we're facing. I mean, if you think about how we started work together, you came to an art posting in Boulder, Colorado. Mm-hmm. I was teaching. I was on the team, you know, that Adam Kahane was actually at, yep. along with a whole bunch of other people. <laughs> and you kind of left him and yeah, well, you know, whatever. Lots of participatory, but very little power analysis. Not <laughs> sure I like these people. And I found that cynicism or that, and that, that wasn't even, I didn't even hear it as cynicism. I was like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> oh, oh, can we work together? Because like you're seeing something that I haven't seen. This is very interesting, you know? And so I think that uh, that's one of the reasons I like that picture is that I actually think there's something incredibly generative in, uh, in that. Well, I really appreciate your saying that because it actually gives me some space to say I actually never feel cynical when I raise things with you or I'm not made to feel cynical and skeptical, but like skeptical, like how is this going to work? Not like it shouldn't or it can't, but like how, like it's like a, all right. So I think that that is also part of our friendship. There's not like a negative connotation to skepticism. It's just like, okay, what is that really going to look like? And it gives me room to kind of actually have the furrowed brow and like, what? Without it being seen as something threatening or disagreeing, or even if I disagree, like just trying to figure it out. So I I also actually love that picture because I, number one, I feel like it encapsulates what is often seen is a dynamic with us, which is often, I mean, I think it's true. It's a dynamic with us, but I see when I look at that picture, at least, and now we're definitely going to put it on social media. With this yeah, yeah, but yeah. like now when I look at that picture, I also see 15 years of friendship and just like complete love. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And adoration for each other. Yeah. So, well, you know what, mate? I mean, if, if there's one thing I've learned from very, very early in my career and, and like studying the likes of Paulo Ferreira and Augusto Boal, and, you know, really where I started, never to surrender critical thinking, right? What the Greeks would call diacrisis, never to surrender that. And so I just thank you for always bringing it. Mm. My friends, enjoy season four. We're already enjoying it. Yeah. Thank you for coming on the journey. We look forward to what you discover and uh, we look forward to what we discover as well. That's right. See you soon. Take care. Cheers. Mm.